Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. How's it going, everyone? This is Tyler Dunn with GoLongTD.com. Thank you so much for checking back in here with the podcast. I know we've been MIA for a little bit, but we are back. We're going to have a lot of podcasts rolling here with Jim Mona soon. And a lot of these interviews, um, you may read the stories at the newsletter. So after the fact, here and there, as we've done in the past, I figured I'd share the conversations in the podcast format. So Troy Anderson, Montana State linebacker, also a quarterback a running back, working on the cattle ranch, doing a little fly fishing, just an unbelievably fascinating player. Uh, could really work his way into the first round. He ran a 4-4-2 at the combine at 6-4, uh, and change. So that's a lot of man coming at you there. Uh, hope you enjoy. It was a lot of fun getting to know him. And yeah, be on alert to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever, however you listen. Uh, we're going to have a lot more coming, including happy hours, right around the bend as well. So thank you so much. And um, if you don't, be sure to subscribe. GoLongTD.com. We're going to have a lot of great stuff there for subscribers, including Bob McGinn's nine-part series, uh, which is exclusive to subscribers. So thank you so much, everyone. Troy, great, great to see you. Um, you're, you're, you've got to be one of the more, maybe the most fascinating prospect in this whole draft. It's, uh, it's really crazy. I, I don't, I can't remember anybody who's played as many positions as, as you have at such a high level too. You know, it's not like you're just uh, dabbling in this all, but um, I guess what take start as soon as you want, like where, where are you from and uh, what kind of led to this all? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm from small town Montana and, uh, you know, I grew up on like a cattle ranch and, um, playing all the sports as you do in small town Montana. And, and I played, played both ways in high school and then I got to college and yeah, I mean, it was an interesting career, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't change anything. It was, it was great. Man, it's, you know, I don't think people realize, like, if you're from Montana, like, South Dakota, Iowa, I mean, so many, like, one-street towns where, you know, you graduate with 25 kids and you're, like, playing everything. What, what was it really like growing up where you did? 
<clears throat> yeah, it was it was great. I was a little bit bigger than that. We I graduated okay. with like eighty, but Ooh. still it was uh it was great. I mean, you know, you you know everybody and that's what you do. You you play all the sports, you run around the the state and play baseball and basketball and football and you know, running track. Um it was awesome. I mean that that small town lifestyle was um <clears throat> something that, you know, I really appreciate. What's life like on the ranch, man? Like, are you waking up at 4 or 5 a.m.? And it takes take us through that kind of life. So I wasn't really. My parents were awesome. You know, we had like 800 head of cattle. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, but it was, it was great. You know, you wake up in the summer and you go cut hay or bale hay or rake hay or whatever. It was, you know, my older sister and I and then my two parents and, had a nice little system going in the summer for that, but it was great. You know, I mean, great lifestyle, kind of doing something different every day, being outdoors, um, kind of a family thing. So, I mean, I, I love, I loved it growing up and, you know, that's what my parents still do. And, you know, eventually maybe one day that's what, what I'll do. So it was good. It's got to just kind of instill a, a work ethic, right? I mean, every, everybody this time of year, they're, they're saying they're working hard. Um, but that's different <laughs> doing that kind of, that kind of work. There's not many guys that did that. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think, I think definitely. I mean, my parents, when, when you have lives that actually depend on you, like baby animals, um, it's, it's like five degrees in Bozeman right now and super snowy and windy. Uh, and they're having cats. I mean, they're having baby animals and you know, you have to keep them alive because that's your livelihood. It is a little bit different. Like you do have to work, work hard and um you know that's something that was instilled in me in a young age and something I appreciate my parents for you know they they worked extremely hard and I feel like that's something that rubbed off on me when you're taking care of the cattle is it like milking the cows feeding <clears throat> them just I don't know I'm pretty naive when it comes to that all like what yeah kind of no little so duties was, do you have oh it's all good we uh so we were like black Angus, we're just like beef cattle. So we don't have to milk yeah. them or anything, like not dairy cattle. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you feed them every day because, I mean, they, they eat like us. They have to eat too and um, to take care of them. And then, yeah, I mean, the little ones, you got to doctor them once they, once they get sick and keep them warm and, and all that. And I mean, you kind of got to watch them. Our, our summer place, I mean, animal like wolves and bears try to kill them and stuff so it's it's little it's not the wild west but there's definitely some some things you got to look out for yeah exactly i mean because you got to protect them what do you like electric fences or how do you keep you you have to like hunt down these wolves and bears to keep them out (laughs) so growing up like our cows are up in the mountains and then we traded out into a new another place like our summer place that's way more accessible and like kind of in a valley um but still i mean i have we have people that live close out there and they're like yeah there's wolves that roam around there all the time it just kind of is what it is um hopefully we lose a few less to you know bears and wolves now that we're in that other place but so they still, break it, in it and you just have dead cows from uh yeah they just get I mean, they'll get they'll get sick or you know they'll get they'll get killed it's it's kind of crazy, but it was, it was a great lifestyle and yeah. you know, it was, it was good. You probably can't get too attached to the cows as pets. Cause you're going to eat them. 
right? Like you're, you're, they're, 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 they're turning into ribeyes. So you can't, you can't get too sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Growing up, my sister and I did 4-H. It's like a, you take an yeah. animal to a county fair. Um, and so we'd have like steers growing up and it was, it was tough because <clears throat> you take care of them and you kind of get close to them all summer. And then, then you like sell them at the fair and then, you know, they're being killed. And you're like, as a, I mean, what, an 11, 12 year old, you're, you're a little bummed. And then somebody hands you a check and that makes it a little bit better. <laughs> but it was, it was a little sad for a few days. Well, we're not a PETA friendly website, so, you know, that's fine. That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right. It sounds good. It's so true. Cause it's like, I mean, we, me and my wife, we went to the fair a few years ago and it's like, Oh, look at these pretty animals, all these cows. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're, we're going to eat them. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's why they're here to be sold, to be eaten. So yeah, it's, uh, you can't beat a ribeye. I mean, it's ribeye pork. I mean, however you do it, it's the best. Oh yeah. No, definitely. I, I mean, I probably had a, little different diet than the normal college kid when I had as much, you know, red meat as I wanted. It wasn't the frozen pizza and chicken breast, but it was, yeah, it was great. Maybe that's the secret then. That, that's really your, your secret fuel. You've just had just red meat since you can remember. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So in high school, you played a little bit of everything, obviously. Um, what did you like the most? Man, I mean, I've always liked football. We didn't have tackle football in my town until, like, seventh grade. Um, we had flag football before that. It was it was awesome. But I would, like, I would, like, get in trouble because I would just, like, tackle the kids because I was, like, bigger kind of and faster. Um, like, oh, if you missed the flag, you might as well just take them down. Uh, but we had that. And then, you know, basketball, we had a really good kind of group of, group of my friends that, we traveled around the state, and we were pretty good at basketball. Um, I mean, we won a couple state championships in basketball, a couple in football, uh, one in track. So, I mean, I was surrounded by, you know, great coaches and great athletes kind of my entire career, and then got to Montana State, and it was, you know, great there as well. Well, it's it, – how is it just um, – I mean, it's just different out there. You know, how, how do you think your, your upbringing in high school, playing different sports, playing different positions is maybe different than – somebody you're kind of competing with down South and you know, that grew up down South, went to the SEC, like just uh, the mentality, I guess, of where you come from. Yeah. I mean, I think that it kind of goes back. Like it's Montana state. We fashion ourselves as a blue collar program. And when I was kind of getting recruited, I, I grew up a Montana state fan. So there was some ties there, <clears throat> um, but you know, they valued family and hard work and, those are the kind of things that I've always tied myself to. Um, yeah. And it's like, all right, like no one's going to outwork us. You're going to have that chip on your shoulder. Um, so, you know, that, that Montana tough attitude, I guess. Uh, those are the things that, you know, we fashion ourselves at Montana state. And those, yeah, like I said, those, that's what I've kind of tried to surround myself with people like that. When you got there, did you know, did you have like a vision? Like I'm going to play this position and this position could take me to the NFL. Like when you, so when you step on campus, like what, what are your goals? I think my goals were just to play. I mean, I wanted to, I always loved to compete. Um, wanted to get on the field, however way possible. And, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the NFL or any of that. I was just like, Oh man, I just, I'm glad to have this opportunity to, continue playing football here at Montana state and 
um, you know, wherever that takes me, I was happy. I got recruited to play linebacker and then it kind of got, I mean, all, all crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. I know because you're going in playing linebacker, then all of a sudden it's, you're all over the place. How did you end up at quarterback? What led to that? So <clears throat> my freshman year, I kind of, I played running back to start the year. We had a kid that kind of got in some trouble. And so I, coach was just like hey will you play running back for the first four games I was like yeah sure if I can play as a freshman I'm all in and yeah then they threw me over to defensive meetings halfway through the year but I still played running back I started a game at linebacker maybe I think and then you know kind of played both ways that year uh after that year I our quarterback was academically ineligible and we had we had a couple guys that were, you know, I mean, really talented players. Um, but, I mean, we had a quarterback competition, and, you know, I'm a competitor, and so I, I won it, even though maybe I really would have loved somebody else to win it. So really? I didn't Did have you to really? Play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, if I, wouldn't, if I wouldn't have played quarterback, I would have been, you know, a linebacker, and that was where I wanted to play, I guess. Um, but, you know, it was, it was an awesome year, kind of one that I learned a lot about football and how to watch film and um yeah I mean it was a challenging year but it was it was great we did we had some success made to the playoffs for the first time and I don't know what it was like five years and won a game and um yeah I mean it was a interesting year we were pretty ground and pound not necessarily a dynamic passer but it was it was a lot of fun did you break your hand in the first game of the season yeah so I did I broke my broke my hand first like game of the season um had like had surgery the next day and then they so I couldn't I couldn't be our starting quarterback for the next couple games so I just played like running back and defense and with this giant club on my hand but, did you really so your non-throwing hand yeah yeah you're you're playing running back with a club on your hand and and linebacker yeah I just it wasn't like exclude like a lot but I think, I mean, they handed me the ball a few times and yeah, I mean, I was playing defense and it was, it was pretty interesting to have your, your quarterback do that. <laughs> We're not talking about like a rinky dink division three school, you know, that nobody's heard. I mean, th- this is high level college football that you're playing all these positions at, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, it had to been difficult. So what, what about you do you think enables you to just, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll compete for quarterback. That's no problem. Like I, and then win it. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I think I am a competitor. I think that I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a good athlete, but I was willing to do whatever the coaches asked. I'm yeah. all about winning. Like they want me to, you know, play running back. Like, great. If it can help the team win, if they want me to play quarterback, same thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've just been fairly, you know, try to do whatever I can to help the team and be selfless and not, you know, think about yourself that yeah. much. It's, it's kind of that mentality and, you know, same thing. It's like, all right, I care about the the people that I'm around. And if this is what they want me to do, like I'm more than happy to do it. They had to have recruits. That, I mean, there's recruits there that were there to play quarterback, right? That chose Montana state. Like they're, you're beating these people out. I mean, are we talking two, three star guys that were probably thinking I'm going to, I'm going to be the man. And then you come out of nowhere and just beat them. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a quarterback, so the kid that played after the year after me 
was one of the kids that I, I guess I had beat out. Okay. Um, I mean, a great dude, like one of the best teammates I've ever had and a great player. I mean, the next year he, he really played well. Um, and we had a kid who had transferred in from, I guess, Oregon, actually. And he was like a four or five stars. I mean, he was a great athlete. And he transitioned yeah. to playing receiver that year. And, I mean, he's still in kind of bouncing around the league. Like, he's an unbelievable talent and a great guy as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just <laughs> do whatever I could, I guess, to to win games. I'm trying to find out who that quarterback would have been. What, what was his name? So, um, Travis Johnson was one of them. Okay. And then Rovig, Tucker Rovig, was the quarterback the next year. And so you uh, you didn't you didn't throw a ton, obviously, but – you threw, you threw a little, and then so you were kind of just running. What kind of offense at quarterback were you really running to, to get that many carries? Yeah, I mean, we ran QB power quite a bit and kind of some zone yeah. read stuff, um, some fly stuff with, you know, options kind of reading the end and runs with the fly, I pull it. Um, and we ran some – and then just play action, kind of deep shots if we're going to throw it, a little quick game. Not much, just draw it back and pick the defense apart. But it was it was a lot of fun. I think the offensive linemen loved it <laughs> when they could just run block every play. Oh, exactly. They'd rather be moving forward than backwards. Yeah. Yeah, a, definitely. And you had to love it too. I mean, QB power, that's that's fun. That's like midget football, like student body right. Let's go. Oh yeah. No, I mean it was definitely fun. I mean, scoring scoring touchdowns is is great and when you have the ball in your hands every play, you have like a fairly direct impact on how the game is going to go. And I kind of, I mean, I like that. And I think that's why I liked moving to inside backer this year. Cause I kind of felt, yeah. felt a little bit like that again, you can have a direct impact almost every play. I've, um, I've gotten to know Kirk Ferentz a little bit, like for this book I'm working on and, you know, in Iowa, when he got there, it's kind of that model of, taking guys from small towns and then finding a position for them, you know, like Dallas Clark, um, Kittle, I mean, all the, all the linemen that have come through there. I mean, Brandon Scherf, he was a quarterback in high school. Um, so that, and so many of them were quarterbacks in high school. And like, what about just playing quarterback? And obviously you played at the college level just helps you at a different <clears throat> position. You know what I mean? The way you have to see the game, I don't know, having the ball in your hands, every play, how did that end up helping you once you did move to, linebacker the spot you wanted to be all along because it seems like seems like he kind of built his whole program the last two decades that way yeah I mean I think it definitely helps I think you have to you see the game a little bit different um like I guess my spatial awareness on the defensive side of the ball maybe comes from you know the offense off like thinking as an offensive player like all right we got two across my face three's probably going to come in um just things like that like how they're trying to take advantage of it. If we're in cover three, like four under three deep type stuff, like where's the weaknesses of our two high stuff? Where's the weaknesses of that? Like, what are we going to give up? What are we, you know, trying to take away? And just thinking of it as a quarterback, how they would take advantage of us, I guess, helps um, yeah. when you're you're playing defense. Especially you watch like a, a team like the Niners, you know, more teams are kind of doing this. I mean, people are running the ball and they're doing it in creative, like exotic ways where it's, you know, guy motioning in some misdirection. It seems like, you know, maybe to the untrained eye, it's just a a normal running play, but there's 
so many intricacies that go into running the ball at, at the pro football level now where, I mean, if you're a linebacker in the middle of this chaos, you got to be able to sort through that in real time. And that's tough. It's easy to get lost in the clutter. I mean, you sound like somebody who might be kind of ready for that madness of, of how teams are running the ball today. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, like you said, you get, they're getting so creative and, and how they, I mean, how they create leverage and kind of get somebody, all right, you miss your eyes and then it's, you know, they, they hit you for 15. Um, You have to be so disciplined on the defensive side with your, with your eyes and just your fits and knowing where, where everybody is. And if you don't understand that, yeah, I mean, you can get gashed pretty easily. Is it just a matter of, is it more mental then than, than physical, just knowing what's going to happen before it happens? Obviously, physically, we, we see what you did at the combine. You, you've got all that. You know, every box is kind of checked, but may, maybe it is more mental to stop the run today. I, th- I mean, I think it's just, yeah, you know, you need to know where all your fitters are. You know, if you're going to, you know, spill it to the guy outside who's the force defender, just how to leverage it out with, with everyone else. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. But if you go one for one, if you blow up, you know, a guard up and go one for one, it's maybe not the best thing. You got to, you know, be able to keep your leverage. And obviously, I mean, being physical is part of playing linebacker. And it's something that I, I love. I think that's why I like playing defense more than offense. Um, but you do have to be smart about how you go about it, I guess. Did you always love defense more than offense then? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, it's just more read and react. It's a little less rigid, I guess you call it play on offense and <clears throat> maybe, all right, maybe if they're in too high, run this one high, run this, but it's like two options. And then on, on the defensive side, you call a play and I mean, yeah. so many different things can happen. And I kind of like that, you know, that, that flow of it and that, that mentality, um, the defensive mentality is a little bit different. It's, uh, you know, hard nose and like, all right, come at us type thing. And maybe the offense sometimes feels a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I like, definitely like defense more. Well, what are your best hits, collisions, moments from college that uh, we should all be looking up? I mean, as somebody who just approaches the game like that, what what, what are the, the, the classic greatest <laughs> hits that you got for us? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, just get, whenever you get a, you know, you get a chance to blitz as an inside linebacker and can hit the quarterback. I feel like that's the the goal is to, you know, get hits on him, um, make them uncomfortable, get them thinking a little bit about you. Yeah, if they're not if they're thinking about you know somebody that's coming at them instead of what the coverage is and where they should go with the ball. It's always a good thing. <laughs> so there were a few of those then. Any? Yeah, definitely. Special any any special shots near and dear. Um, I mean, any, anytime you get a good hit on one of those guys from Missoula, the university of Montana. Okay. That's, that's special. You're being kind then I'll have to, I'll do, I'll do a little legwork here and find those. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's a right. That's, that's a big rivalry then. I mean, it's, it feels oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Who, uh, who do you like watching then? I'm sure you've been asked that a zillion times over, but is, is there a linebacker that you, try to model after that you look up to that you think maybe speaks to your game yeah I I think there's I mean there's so many good linebackers to watch I love watching um like the Buccaneers two linebackers I think Levante David's unbelievable I think 
I mean, he plays really hard, and then you can tell that he's he's really smart and he studies the game. Um, so, like, all right, they line up, and he knows it's a screen before it's a screen. You can just tell him that he recognizes some sort of formation or some sort of tell that he picked up off the film, and I mean, he goes and blows it up. Uh, his his range side to side. I mean, both those guys on their defense, their range side to side is is unbelievable. Um, I think they're you know great in coverage and they can play the run as well. I think that I yeah I mean I just like to I like to watch them I guess. There's uh, as much as the game tries to soften I guess rule to rule things kind of get sanitized in the NFL but you can still you can still knock some heads around at linebacker can't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it can still it can still happen. You can you watch into the playoffs? There are still a lot of big big time collisions. I mean there's still some physicality. Does that give you a little hope that, I mean, you can kind of play this way um, regardless of how soft maybe us old timers think the game's getting? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like you said, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, you, you can still, you can still put a pretty good, pretty good lick on somebody, uh, make them feel it the next day. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely opportunities for that. The four, I mean, the, uh, the combine, I mean, did, were you surprised yourself at what you did? It seems like, you know, you had this incredible college career. People knew about you, but you just kind of blew up after Indy. I mean, yeah, I feel like it went well. I've always been fairly fast. I had never really timed the 40, but I knew you hadn't I was really? Fast. You never timed it before? No, I mean, we did a little bit in training, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I had never actually timed it. I figured I'd be somewhere in the four, whatever, four fours. Um, but you don't really know until you go run it. I was like, Oh, that, that'll work. I guess that was, that was pretty good. Um, when you're the first one to go, you don't really know how you're going to stack up, but it it held up pretty well. (laughs) How how does a man of your size run that fast? Like how was that uh, possible? (laughs) I don't know. I think, I mean, going back to high school, I ran track. I think that maybe helped me, helped me get faster. And that's kind of why I did it in high school is what else was I going to do in the spring? And it helped you become a better athlete for sure. What did you do? You did, did I see the hurdles maybe? Yeah, I hurdled my first couple of years and then I was okay. like, oh, I'll just sprint. So I ran the, the one and the two in the relays. And I think I, I threw shot put my senior year just because wow. my friends did it. <laughs> but that, um, it, it does apply. I know it's easy to make fun of the combine stuff and the hand size and all of this stuff doesn't, but it does matter. I mean, you watch a football game to get sideline to sideline to, to keep up with offenses today. I mean, that that four four it absolutely applies, doesn't it? I mean, how 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 do you think it does? Everything you did in Indy kind of applies to what we're going to see in the pros. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it feels a little bit like a track meet, a little strange doing yeah. you know, a, a forty yard dash. How often are you really going to do that? Um, but it, it does apply. I mean, just the explosiveness and the quickness um, that you have to have in the game today. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously you have to know what's going on and be able to understand how offense they're doing it to be able to apply it. But once you do, and you have that, that lateral quickness and the, that agility and then that straight line speed, I feel like it, it, I mean, it obviously applies to the game today. You see it. I mean, every Sunday. Awesome. What about just before we, before we lose you this, uh, as a, as a guy, as a person off the field, what do you like to get into? What are your interests? Well, (laughs) 
I mean, I'm from Montana, so I guess I, I like like fly fishing and being outdoors. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, like fly fishing, golf, just doing something that's outdoors, challenging. I can do it with my friends. Something that you know, I don't like play video games or anything. I um, try to keep doing something like stimulates the mind I guess it's a little yeah. bit challenging so if you've ever been fly fishing that'll it can be frustrating it can be awesome but it's always frustrating I grew up in the country too and I tried that once and then I didn't try it again it's just like <laughs> just give me a normal fishing pole it's like it's just too like fickle I don't know it's like a yeah all this string the poles so long you get a little bluegill on it it can feel like you've got a you know 20 inch bass <laughs> I don't, why do you like? That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. Yeah, man. Wait, how? Why do you like that more than angling? Like, what about fly fishing? It's just fun. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's a little more challenging. Like, you got to be able yeah. to all right read the water, make sure it's. I mean, the fly. If you're dry fly, if it's like floating right, if the fish is actually going to look like a real, you know, a real fly, or is it like dragging in the water? Um, being able to place it perfectly, it's not just all right, so yeah. send it out there and reel it in type thing. Um, it's a little more challenging, and I think it's more rewarding when you do catch a fish because probably don't catch them as often, which isn't as good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just – it is – it's more challenging, isn't it? Like you have to place it in the perfect spot, and it's like, uh, uh, you know, how many times are you doing this? Like four or five times to wind it up. For just yeah. drop right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, and then you have everything perfect, and you just have the wrong fly, and a fish won't oh. eat it. So that it's, I mean, you never know. So, what's the best uh, catch that you've gotten? Like, what's the best fly fishing trophy that you have? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've caught, I've never, I haven't caught anything like crazy big, but um, I mean, you catch a few. Rain. We have like rainbow brown cutthroat trout up here is typically what we catch um i mean i don't i don't know i guess you don't weigh them you kind of go by inches but like 24 inches 25 really? like some pretty yeah pretty solid fish sometimes wow i didn't know that you could get get them that big fly fishing that's that's impressive man yeah i mean sometimes it depends it's like for the river you kind of have to gauge it off the river if it's a good catch or not yeah sometimes it you know a 16 inch brown is an awesome catch for the river you're in and sometimes you you're looking for something a little bigger it's got to help the the mind too i mean i i don't think it's a stretch where it it can really help you with with football i mean like you said you're not becoming just a lemming you know this mindless video game player that's glued to a screen you're you're actively doing something right i mean if, off the field it's it's got to help yeah yeah i mean i think you know, I had some buddies in college and after summer workouts, be like, all right, let's go, let's go fish, kind of get your mind off of football. Maybe sometimes you have that, have yeah. that outlet, either golf or, you know, fly fishing is what we, we do a lot. Did you do your own ties too? Would you tie your own ties or make, <laughs> that's tough. I've, I've attempted, I've tried and they look so bad. So I'm <laughs> I'll just, all right, I'll, I'll buy a fly for whatever a dollar instead of yeah going through the stress and then the embarrassment of how bad it looks <laughs> i remember at a sportsman show when i was like in sixth grade or something i I won like the grand prize of a fly tying kit like everything you'd 
and it never I never even tried. Like I said, I think it just, it just <laughs> sat in the basement for weeks and weeks, and eventually I just came away <laughs> just for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a skill. I mean, people that can yeah. do it, it's really impressive. That's just not me. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, dude, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, Troy. And-